Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. I'm your host, Jared Cunningham. I'm proud to say we're officially one-third of the way through this hymn series. It feels good to announce because with life's usual chaos of day-to-day activities and the inherent difficulty of remaining motivated and focused on any one specific task, it's nice to visually see that this series is moving smoothly, for the most part. I think we'd all agree that in this day and age, it's hard to remain focused on anything for very long. There are so many things pleading for our attention, from our own families, it branches out to regular activities at work, advertising of all sorts, begging for our attention to notice a new product or service. Then there's the regular goings-on of the world and never-ceasing dramatic or heart-wrenching current events, and let's not forget the always-present, always-buzzing supercomputer that's always near our fingertips that we call a cell phone, swaying our attention from the matter at hand. In the same way, it's hard to let your mind roam freely without the persuasion of our phone. How often do we really tune everything out? take everything in and just work through our thoughts in order to break up the fog in our minds? Or how often do we take a few minutes to observe what's going on around us, to describe how the temperature of the room feels in more than just two words? Or to wonder why the bee outside is buzzing against the window instead of the plants that are like five feet away? At the same time, we're told not to lose focus, to reel the straight thoughts in, or ignore them to pay attention. In an article from Medium.com entitled Three Benefits of Letting Your Mind Wander, the author, who goes by Lady June, has this to say. Unfortunately, in a society dominated by productivity, daydreaming connotes laziness, boredom, and ignorance. No one wants to associate with these traits when workplaces are full of cutthroat competition to see who can be the most productive. She goes on to say, The act of simply gazing into the distance for a mere second of wandering can lead to a path of creative thoughts we sometimes forget we're capable of producing. Whether you're an aspiring author looking for a new plot twist or a budding business owner looking for a creative solution to your organizational systems, The benefits of letting your mind wander could lead to your next great idea. Today's hymn could act as evidence on how letting your mind wander could lead to great ideas. Back in the 1860s, three key individuals roamed the halls of Monument Street Methodist Church. John Thomas Grape, Reverend George W. Shrek, and Elvina Mabel Hall. John Grape was a local coal merchant who served as an organ player, choir director, and was very involved in Sunday school. At some point, Greg came up with music he called All to Christ I Owe. Once finished, he gave it to the pastor of Monument Street Methodist, Reverend George W. Shrek. At the time, according to many sources, Shrek didn't think much of it and set it aside, almost forgetting about it. In the spring of 1865, Elvina Hall, who went on to be a member of the church for over 40 years, was in the loft of the Monument Street Methodist with the rest of the choir, listening to a sermon preached by Reverend Shrek. All of a sudden, her mind starts to drift, wandering away from the rest of the sermon, but 
lingering on the subject of Christ's sacrifice. And words start turning into phrases, rhyming with one another, and with no paper handy, she jotted the words down on the inside cover of her hymnal. By the end of service, she had written four stanzas entitled, Jesus Paid It All. And she gave a copy to Reverend Shrek. After reading what Hall had written, Reverend Shrek recalled the music that Grape had given him some time before. The two almost fit perfectly together. Almost. Grape had written a refrain section and lyrics were needed for it. So, Hall added words that matched the overall tone and meaning of the song. With the hymn complete, Reverend Shrek urged Hall and Grape to send the tune to Professor Theodore Perkins, the editor of the Sabbath Carols, a periodical. The two agreed, and the hymn was later published. Contrary to the other hymns we've talked about so far, where we've referenced what was done for us, Jesus Paid It All is the first hymn in this series where we more specifically address the crucifixion of Jesus, the healing and the salvation we receive from Christ, and how we too can be joyful of this salvation. Verse 1 recalls the words from Matthew 26, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. While verse 2 encourages us, saying that Christ's power can work through us as well, just as it heals the sick, it can melt the heart of stone. However, verse 3 reminds us that there's no way we could earn or deserve God's grace, but through the blood of Jesus, we are saved. Jesus died our souls to keep, our lips will still repeat. Our sin, anything separating us from God, left a crimson stain, a debt we could not pay. But Jesus paid it all, and all to him we owe. There's not a clear scripture reference that could have inspired the writing of Jesus paid it all. It would be great to know what Reverend Shrek was preaching about that spring morning, but unfortunately, we don't have that part of the story. The reality is that any number of verses in the New Testament could serve as the basis for explaining Christ's sacrifice for us. However, I think the best matchup comes from 1 Peter. And who better? The rock that Christ would build his church upon writing to the Jewish people of the region about how Christ was the awaited Messiah and how his death on the cross gave us the redemption we could not get on our own, sounds like a good person to consult. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18-19, through 19, Peter says, Live in this way, knowing that you were not liberated by perishable things like silver or gold from the empty lifestyle you inherited from your ancestors. Instead, you were liberated by the precious blood of Christ, like that of a flawless, spotless lamb. In chapter 2, verse 24, Peter adds that he carried in his own body on that cross the sins we committed. He did this so that we might live in righteousness, having nothing to do with sin. By his wounds, you were healed. By his wounds, we are healed indeed. Alvina Hall expanded on this in a way we too can sing. We can take part in and rejoice that Jesus paid it all for us as well. And to think these words came from a wandering mind, letting the thoughts flow freely with the sermon set as background ambiance. It actually adds to the idea that God speaks to us when we too take a moment to pause and listen to what God is saying to us. So 
maybe it's not so bad to let the mind wander, to tune out the noise and chaos, to allow God to move through us. The story behind Jesus Paid It All shows us how God draws out our gifts at the right time, when we are not expecting it, when our minds are open to God's call. And what better way to end than with these closing words from Lady June? Society forces us to work for hours on end without ever truly getting a chance to sit down and take a break. Without the much-needed rest our minds require, we cannot explore the creativity that's rooted in our best ideas. Next time someone criticizes you for letting a daydream slip into your thoughts, make it known that your daydream may evolve into your next great idea.